So folks, this is another episode from the TGV Global Speaker Series and our guest for today is Alex Bey and he's from Ukraine. Alex is a cross-cultural communication consultant with a background in management, engineering and also information technology. He has worked in various locations primarily in the United States and Ukraine and for a range of companies including small startups and large multinationals like the Coca-Cola company and currently he is based in Ukraine he advises companies on enhancing their team communications and more details are available from alexbear.com you'll find the link to his website in the show notes or the episode description please feel free to visit the website and contact him and as we prepare to delve into a conversation on the topic at hand building a common work culture across the globe which is more important than ever before here is an exciting twist so let us tickle the brains of our guest first so alex get ready for a rapid fire round of random words i'll mention a few and i'd love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much are you ready for it ready all right let's dive in so alex here comes my very first word curiosity mm, catalyst invention light future opportunity book say uh brave new world movie american factory food mm, salads technology artificial intelligence definitely name uh legacy culture culture is colorful all right the last one is universe space perfect so alex that was great rapid fire and we'll have one more round towards the end of the episode so stay tuned and folks welcome to the guiding voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future i'm your host navin samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in alex hearty welcome to the guiding voice Super thrilled to have you part of our journey and excited to start our conversation. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you, Navin. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here on the Guiding Voice, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely, so pleasure is equally mine as well. Let's dive into the conversation, and we'll begin with the success mantra. So please share with our audience the top three things that have contributed to your success so far, Alex. It's uh, it would be difficult for anyone, you know, to have top three, but let's let's try. I think the first one maybe not the most important one uh would be continuous learning. Um I'm I'm trying to always remind myself to be a student at uh, any point of time. Um and as, as a part of it always as a continuation of it is to embrace rather than resist whatever happens with uh, realistically inevitable shifts in technology and industries. So learning to be able to adapt. The other side is building authentic relationships. it it helped me a lot along with my career uh because trust uh and rapport with people in general uh, leads to growth and uh this is a long term harmonious collaboration and realistically kind of even money wise or career wise nothing well as is very good relationships and trust and i think the one which where people turn to me the most uh mm-hmm. is when they're in difficult situations there's a lot of information before them and they don't know how to make a decision sometimes it is a um it is a sort of a 
conscious decision and you know just just a lot of stuff for them to uh to think about and and i would say it's principles first so try to look into the core of a question so principles mm-hmm. first would be the the first mantra for me for uh tough situations wow principles first and uh, one thing which i like the most is the authentic relationships especially when the world has opened up after covid 19 people have realized the value of authentic relationships and i see that relationships amongst the family members among the community members is getting stronger and it is equally important in the business sense as well and thank you so much for highlighting that alex now let's talk about your insights and also experiences regarding the challenges and also benefits of building a common work culture among it teams in the usa india and also eastern europe Yeah, that's a common team that I worked with. It's common structure. It's basically like the largest market for IT products, at with the same time the largest uh, country, countries or regions with where the IT services are provided. Eastern Europe and India. Yeah. And uh, the the biggest benefit that, that I experience is being able to realistically tap into the how to explain it. It's it's a sort of an untapped resource pool of improvement. Mm. So if if a company comes to me and say you know if they would right uh, and sometimes they do like where is the easiest and the most efficient way to improve i would say on average not just for it companies almost for any company which works across the borders across the ocean um is the cross cultural communication improve your intercultural communication and this is the easiest way so uh, the revenue impact here is is very noticeable while the investment could be something like I don't know like a 2 hour lecture to even like a limited group of management for example even that helps a lot. The major challenge lies in obtaining acknowledgement of the problem from everyone um and understanding that this is the way for solution. That's very tough. It's I don't know um it could be compared like it's often like imagine a guy who comes to a dentist right and and the dentist says oh you have a cavity here and the guy is like You know what? Now, it's just when I eat sweets and I eat and I drink cold, I feel pain. But other otherwise I'm fine. You know what? Yeah. I'll probably don't eat sweets and don't drink cold beverages and I'll be fine. So they you know, people just don't look into they, they don't want to accept this. Uh it's not a, it's not a very good comparison, right? Because uh you know, issues with culture is not it's not a cavity. It's just something people do in different ways. You know, all are good. But acceptance of that well that's tough mm yeah it it makes absolute sense and uh, let's take a step back and talk about your career journey in terms of your personal journey and reasons for transitioning from a management role to this in- intercultural communication consulting so how has this shift actually influenced your perspective on the work culture after taking up the consulting role So um Ukraine is a multicultural place not as much definitely not as much as India or the United States mm-hmm. but still but uh even with it within here I was pretty lucky at for, for various reasons like at school and my childhood to be exposed to more culture so once I was just in my immediate circle 
So mm-hmm. every time I was kind of stepping out of that immediate circle, I saw how that actually gave me much more perspective and different views on various questions. And that, that empowered me. And that stayed with me. That was especially, I would say, at the university where this is the first time I, I was really like, wow, I, I was I was pretty lucky. And, and I see how, you know, I just know more. I have, I always try different views. So I studied computer sciences, uh, but I pretty much quickly gravitated towards management career. Uh, still mm. engaged, you know, in a significant amount of coding. and But then transitioning from management, or I was a founder of the companies, and uh, that transitioner to consulting wasn't actually a, a vast leap uh, for IT sector, and I'm almost sure for like any sector or many of them. Much of the engineering manager uh, role or whatever manager would be, uh, that actually revolves around people rather than technology. Mm-hmm. And while being proficient in both tech and management, uh, my strength really lies in consulting on this specific subject. I just, you know, feel empowered. And for the benefit that I explained, I, I come uh, to companies and, and it's just easier. So it wasn't a big transition. That's something that I was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. But now I'm just uh, the talking to various people yeah. from various companies. I significantly solidified my understanding, and I, you know, much more intensively just uh, improve pers- my pers- my own perspective on uh, work culture. Got it, got it. Now let's dive into the topic of this work cultures versus stereotypes. So, how can organizations avoid falling into the trap of stereotypes while still acknowledging and appreciating diverse work cultures? What's your take? Yeah. So uh, work cultures and stereotypes are, they feel like the same thing. So in both mm. cases, we try to generalize. Uh, we'd say, okay, this is a group of people. And for some reason, this is the way they do something or this is the way they communicate. But it is it is, it is vital to distinguish between the two because in one case, uh, it's the growth. In the other case, it's a lot of animosity that it will cause. Uh, stereotypes are usually overgeneralizations. So yeah. um Someone from outside sees a person from, let's say, one cultural background, and they see how they do things. They see another person from the same cultural background. Maybe they do things a similar way. And then he immediately puts the label, says, oh, this is how they do things. This is how they communicate. Quite often, there's a lot of judgment in that. Yeah. So they say, and, and this is also bad in some way, right? So the things that professional, cultural consultants and, and the whole science around it don't do, one, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. And secondly, uh, this whatever generalization happens here, uh, th- there is science behind it. So people go out with, I don't know, like they take on 100 CEOs, right? And they uh, they ask them to fill in, um, just to answer a lot of questions, which would lead to the ideas. Is this yeah. culture like a low context or high context? And, and they also talk about each other. So there's a lot of information uh, collected. It's not just anecdotal stories. Mm-hmm. So to avoid the trap of stereotypes, organizations yeah. definitely should invest into continuous cultural education. Uh, that helps team you know, recognize, respect cultural nuances rather than resorting to just biased assumptions. So it's important here to say, okay, this individual and whatever his or her cultural background is, it doesn't mean that they always will do this way. But if we know different ways of how people communicate, how they behave, that helps us understand. So sometimes if something is not clear, 
knowing that it's like, okay, that person is, uh, they just perceive the management or the hierarchy at work differently. So yeah. that's, that's, that's the reason they did not react in that large meeting, right? They didn't feel comfortable reacting. Like in our culture, it's comfortable to stand up and say, I don't think so. This is another idea. But in their culture, it's not the, that way. So maybe let's try email, right? Let's try emailing that person. Let's try to create some situation. This is the cultural and intercultural knowledge. And there are different terms for that, but it's basically an intercultural intelligence. So open communication, I think, is vital. Uh, whatever part of it we are talking about, encouraging members to share their backgrounds, creating an environment in general where understanding is prioritized over assumption. So I try to understand you rather, I would try and try to just put a label and say, okay, that's what how he behaves. We are you know, not a good worker, lazy, whatever. And lastly, I would say uh, feedback is very important. Just in yeah. general, feedback should be valued, acted upon. There should be mm-hmm. safe environment for sharing feedback, yeah. uh, regularly checking in, adjusting. I think for businesses, they would be on the right path to appreciate diversity without succumbing to stereotypes. Yeah. So you, you mentioned about the feedback and I'll, I'll also add the disagreement part to the feedback. In general, like I am from Hyderabad. Uh, based out of India and there is a perception that Indians are like ES people like in a global work environment likewise everybody has a different perception in general if it is an Indian talking to another Indian it is easy to disagree whereas if it is an Indian talking to Ukrainian or some other country like some European or someone right maybe the disagreement may not come naturally right there is some sort of uh, I don't know, like maybe there is some sort of hindrance, there is some sort of holding back that happens. So what will be your advice and the strategies as well as the best practices you recommend for ensuring this effective communication and harmony when it comes to this feedback and disagreement? You mentioned feedback has to be provided, but not everybody might be keen on taking it in a positive way. So Ukrainians are known, you talked about Indians, Ukrainians are known in general uh, to be kind of tough and immediately almost like rude. So you talk to them, they're like, no. And then, you know, maybe not even providing the details why. And also another joke we actually have among ourselves too is, is this uh, is this chart. You know, Americans almost all the way on the chart, whatever it was good or bad, that the result, they would say, oh, it's a good start, right? So even if they, if it's the best result possible, Ukrainians would say, oh, we should have had it yesterday, right? So yeah. it's very tough on, you know, providing good feedback. It's, and uh, it, it, it's it, another joke is that the, the word for very good here would be mm. not bad. I can imagine for a lot of cultures, you know, hearing that it's like coming out this point, it's like, okay, it felt like we did everything. But in the other case, I didn't hear any words of appreciation. Mm. So it is important to to kind of come up to a single common denominator. Um, mm-hmm. So to do this, this, there is a basic framework. Uh, one is uh, creating some sort of a team environment where values, which values positive feedback and open discussion. Um, it sounds general, but that is something people need to work with. Then try to understand and share with everyone that different cultures have different feedback styles, something that we just talked about. Even that simple information would help, let's say, a, uh, a, a team which consists of Indians and Ukrainians. What's direct and rude? Like, like I made an example for, for, for others. The, on the other hand, the subtle feedback would be misunderstood. A subtle feedback would be like, oh, he liked everything. 
Uh, but maybe not. He just wasn't very critical, wasn't very vocal about it. So it's it's vital to find a middle ground. And that starts from just understanding what are the different ways that everyone in the team uh, could provide their feedback and also could accept their feedback or like the feedback of others. And then it's important for really together explicitly decide how feedback should be given. And you no, know, there could be still variations here on, and even in like a spectrum of how it is given. But what is even more important is to decide a, a, like a practical framework. The framework would be like, okay, how do we do this? Are these emails? Are, are these one-on-one chats? Are these group meetings? And maybe the framework would say, uh, you know what, that's usually emails, but we escalate it in this way. And this is another way to escalate it if it doesn't work. How, do, how often we do, what are the places for this? And that may sound pretty simple and rather generic, something that I talked about. But you know what? Most multicultural teams don't establish this explicit process for giving feedback or resolving disagreements. And as a result, team members may not know, you know, even from the start, like, what is the safe place? You know, what is the safe way to provide feedback? And what is culturally acceptable to everyone? Mm, Great. Alex, you also mentioned there should be constant reinforcement about this work culture amongst the employees, right? So what do you think are the best ways to integrate this kind of education related to work culture among the employees and make it part of the organization culture itself? So formal training, this could be as brief as I mentioned, just a couple of hours uh, or maybe several sessions. And then you can expand it as as much as you can. Uh, Probably employing someone from outside as a cultural consultant. How do we bring this kind of training to our daily work? I think the key is to having some sort of champions or basically people who would resonate and check for this for cross-cultural communication. So let's picture... Since I'm from IT, an IT team which uses some sort of agile, you know, these agile methodologies like Scrum methods. So for it, there is a person, there's a role of Scrum master. And this role is naturally our to-go person. And this person will ensure the team has a cohesive culture. Yeah. And by culture here, I don't mean just something related to intercultural communication. But even if people are from the same place, there's still a culture for them. So they, they kind of have a unique vibe. I mean, a good team would have a unique vibe. They would have like their own traditions, their own ways to do that. Who to have these champions? So maybe the, the industry is not that agile in the terms of, you know, these processes. They have a different structure. They have PMs. They have high hierarchy. So maybe that's something, someone from HR. In my experience, if you have a person uh, in the HR and usually, in the like mid-sized large companies, there's always this person would be to whom people would be, you know, comfortable coming over to their office and almost like holding their hands and say, okay, I'm I'm having troubles here. Um, like, can we do something? So let's have that person. And that person need to have the knowledge of intercultural communication. Something very uh I would say uh interesting approach that I have seen is a company where a lot of employees had to communicate English with not with English not being their uh, mm. mother tongue, and they, so they had this um, structure where everyone would have a tutor for you know improving their English, knowledge of English. So they actually had those tutors as champions for cross cultural mm. communication. So it's practical and innovative. Uh, a tutor can explain different phrases for, let's say, high and low culture communication. And then at the same time, help just learning those those phrases like, you know, people would learn English. 
that's a great example now let's talk about the high context versus low context culture which you mentioned about it a while ago so what are the key differences between these two cultures and how can teams bridge the gap for seamless collaboration and also understanding mm-hmm. so high context cultures uh, they lean heavily on implicit communication and nonverbal cues especially when individuals have known each other for some time in contrast low context cultures prioritize very explicit and straightforward communication again even over extended periods of time so for instance united states is notably a very low context culture whereas ukraine is high context and you know based on different uh, research india uh, usually uh, grades even higher than ukraine so how to foster collaboration and understanding between cultures here uh, so the recommendation which is everywhere is realistically to default to low context communication which doesn't sound very good but but still what that means is promoting open dialogue really agreeing on what is the communication should be how it happens and that should go into specific steps like for example after each meeting we need to have an email in some cultures this email when the conversation was good it feels like this a lack of trust right so why am why do i need to send you an email we just talked about it so would we deceive each other you know about the outcomes of that conversation something like that that would happen you know in cultures with high context mm-hmm. but no we just we just need to agree to that and say there's no mistrust here it's just that we want to be sure everyone is on the same page and since i'm from the high context culture i personally i find it you know it's unrebratable that we would need to in multicultural teams we would need often to go into this low context communication because of well, basically an inherent beauty in high context mm. communication so take a multinational team and that's that's what i have op- often seen again let's take this ukrainian and indian developers software developers and let's say they already share some experience over a few months of working together or communicating every day so within some time they start they would have this layer of meanings jokes you know subtle ideas uh, you know kind of subtle smiles and uh they would say something and the other would say yeah yeah i understand what you mean you know one say some which is a sentence but there's there's another meaning and then there's a third layer of meaning there and they and they laugh and and that's a, that's a beauty you know that concluded conversation it is a beauty um and it's good when it happens it's good but i think for generally for organization a lot of people unfortunately was still for decision making or for sharing information among diverse group it is crucial to maintain clarity and openness wonderful i i am loving every bit of this conversation alex and it's now the time for us to add some more excitement and some more spice so get ready as we dive into a series of uh, intriguing rapid fire questions all i expect is to answer them crisply so if you are ready let's kick off the okay. second rapid fire round alex i'm ready <laughs> okay it comes my first bullet if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it be um, that's something along the lines unity diversity i'm sorry if that's already in on someone's country's emblem but yeah <laughs> unity and diversity yeah 
it, it, we, we have been taught uh, right from childhood in india like unity in diversity because you you must be aware like we have about 29 states and various <laughs> other uh, union territories so you will see the dialects change the food change everything changes right so we have been taught about unity in diversity but i really appreciate it i think it's a constant reinforcement which we have to make as the boundaries are opening for all the businesses across the globe good one and what is one thing that you are really bad at that you wish you are good or better at um cooking um uh, don't tell that uh, yeah i wouldn't blame women around me in my life for that <laughs> okay can you can you describe yourself in just one word bridge builder bridge builder awesome and what is your favorite thing about living in the 21st century so i think economically uh, Human, humans pulled out many people from around the world out of extreme poverty uh, mm-hmm. in hunger. I think that's very important. Yeah. And here comes the next one. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Okay. Um, if you watch the news, some kind of peacemaker. I don't know what how that would look like, but because that's <laughs> a superpower, that's a good peacemaker. <laughs> good one. And here comes the last bullet out of rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to invent or see? Yeah, something that I learned recently, um I I I'm not diabetic, but I know many people are around the world and so like so in general some medical device but something that is blood glucose meters without fingerprinting, I think that that would be just uh, easier for a lot of people. Yeah, indeed. That's a good one. And let's flip back to the mainstream Alex. So as we wrap up this insightful conversation, what final piece of advice or a key takeaway would you like to share with our audience regarding building a cohesive and also inclusive work culture in today's diverse global landscape? So embrace differences. It's important to understand there are differences. Foster open dialogue, feedback, all misunderstanding. That has to be open dialogue. Everyone benefits from from that. uh ultimately remember that uh, in our core we all share the same or very similar human experiences and desires uh we have we have the same human nature and that would be already i would say halfway you know uh why well because the other halfway is once you're done with understanding that it's important to help people around you understand the same and that's that's where the that's where the cross cultural communication happens awesome i i i loved it um, to the core so especially like we all share similar human experiences and desires so the the other person is just like us right as as long as we are able to appreciate that i think we will not have or will not get into any differences as such such a powerful note uh, alex and with that before i let you go please share with us how is your experience being hosted on the guiding voice platform Yeah um um thank you Naveen and uh, the guiding with team for this opportunity to share uh, share these ideas um it's a pleasure for me discussing such a critical topic um we talked about it i know how you drive to expand uh TGV coverage to 100 plus countries which is you know resonates a lot with me and i think it's not just commendable but the projects like this uh is essential in today's uh interconnected world and that definitely helps shaping global understanding absolutely and pleasure to have you here and on this note i would also like to thank my mentee stephen robin for connecting us and because of him we were able to get into this conversation so thank you stephen once again and alex i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and as you rightly mentioned yeah 
I'm I'm also on a similar mission of making this world a better place and uh, glad that it resonated with you and I appreciate the time that you have spent and also all the amazing insights that you have shared with our audience and definitely we are going to do one more episode in future thank you once again all right so friends that thank was you, our man. episode with Alex Bear and before we jump into the fun trivia section we have a quick request if you haven't already request you to subscribe to our podcast because subscribing keeps you updated on the new episodes also if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who would also like the guiding voice so please spread the knowledge and help others grow just like you now let's cruise into the trivia segment so today's trivia is about global work culture having had amazing conversation with alex bear in terms of making the workplaces great with cross cultural communication i thought i would expand and complement you with a few more points and here comes the very first point it's about the diversity and inclusion like when it comes to the diversity in the workplace it is very very essential for innovation and also overall business success i will talk my own experience in in fact uh, having had interacted with uh, guests from 70 plus country as of this episode my perspective has changed towards life and i have become more innovative as well and one of the important statistics if i were to mention the companies with diverse management are 19% more likely to see higher revenue and this is based on a report published by boston consulting group in 2018 and next one is about the employee engagement and all of us are aware that engaged employees are more productive and contribute positively to the global work culture but the statistic says that engaged employees show 21% greater profitability for their organization and again this is from a report by gallup which was released in 2017 under the title state of the global workplace so that's it for today's episode and if you have any interesting fact related to workplace culture or global cross cultural communication i would love to hear them so if you are watching this episode on youtube please feel free to comment there or if you have found this episode on any social media platform please comment there i'm going to review them for sure and thank you once again for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community so we would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas as well as feedback either through our social media channels or through our email and our email address is the guiding voice for you at gmail.com Friends, I am your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner, and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career. Until next time, take care and stay inspired. Remember, the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.